During Donald Trump's first campaign and his first four years in the White House, his foreign business dealings drew constant scrutiny for potential conflicts of interest. Now, as he marches toward the GOP nomination in his comeback bid, the microscope is again on his overseas empire, and those holdings are growing. More from Peter Grant, reporter at The Wall Street Journal. Peter, what have you found? There's a whole narrative arc to the story of Trump organization after Trump went into politics. At the time that he announced his candidacy for president in 2016, the Trump organization was on a tear. They were creating new deals throughout the world. And that became very quickly a hot campaign issue and something he came under fire for when he won the White House. And what happened was the Trump administration backed away from a lot of those projects. Um, Not all of them, they kept going in a number of countries like Indonesia and India, but in a lot of countries they backed away from. When Trump left the White House, the empire began expanding again, not at the same rate that it had been before 2016, but it started expanding. So they started doing a new project in Oman, for example. They're continuing projects in Indonesia, um, and they're looking for projects around the world. Mm. So that said, um, if he were to win re-election, I guess, um, will he have to divest or unwind himself from some of these dealings? Well, the commitment that he made last time was not necessarily to divest, although he did back away from a lot of projects that he was contemplating. But it was more like he made a commitment to stop adding new projects. And and he, st- he pretty much stopped doing that, as well as, like I said, backing away from a number of projects that he was contemplating in countries like um, Israel and Saudi Arabia okay. and Russia. Um so the, the question is, will he do that again? I have talked to somebody close to the Trump organization who said, yes, he will. Hmm. But it's not definitive, and it remains to be seen. We're speaking with Peter Grant, reporter at The Wall Street Journal. They've got a story called Donald Trump's Overseas Business Empire is Growing, So is the Risk of Ethical Conflicts. I guess because of no matter who you are, there's going to be the, the perception of foreign money influence if you're into this? Well, when you think about it, you can understand why, Uh, especially when we're talking about projects that the Trump organization can benefit financially from in other parts of the world. For example, um, they have a project, a resort that they're currently building right now in Indonesia. Um, What happens if the government of Indonesia wants something for the Trump administration, or the Trump administration wants something from the government of Indonesia. Say they want Indonesia to take a position against Russia or mm-hmm. for Russia or whatever. Um, the Indonesian government can put pressure on Trump through this project that they have ongoing. I mean, governments can have a lot of influence on in whether projects succeed or not. And that's where the conflict come, comes from. Uh, you don't want to be, you don't want a government to be in that kind of a position. Yeah. Well, it's not just those, uh, those, those types of growing business ventures that'll be under the microscope. I mean, even his current ones are. Well, that's right. I, I mean, it, it's not as if Trump completely pulled back from his entire empire around the world. He still has projects in the Middle East. He still has projects in Turkey. He still has projects in Asia. Um, and uh, he still has a project in or two in South America. So 
whether or not he makes a commitment to stop expanding and stop uh, moving ahead with new projects, there are there remains that potential for conflicts. And his critics have said, look, just sell out, just completely disassociate yourself from these business ties. And he hasn't been willing to do that. Yeah. I, and I'm referencing also the, the, I guess, the charges from the New York Attorney General with some of these businesses. Well, the, that's a little bit different. I mean, uh, the New York Attorney General's charges have to do with uh, whether or not he was accurate in reporting valuations. I mean, that's sort of the crux of that case. So it didn't really have as much to do with conflicts of interest. But it's interesting you bring that up because the uh, verdicts that have taken place so far um, but in both that case, as well as uh, the, the case involving the alleged uh, rape, was um, the uh, is that there's a lot of financial pressure on his empire. Thanks, Peter. Peter Grant, reporter at the Wall Street Journal.